preach or teach on activating spiritual atmospheres. Can I, can I teach that one? Activating spiritual atmospheres. Now, this week, um, or there are two questions that have been asked of me. I would answer those two questions and then tie into activating spiritual atmospheres. The truth of the matter is that God is everywhere. How many of you know that one? How many of you believe that one? God is everywhere. Which means God is in the nightclub too. What do you think? Two or four? God is in the prison too. As much as he's in church. But there are differences in dimensions of exposure and manifestation. There are many people who know that God is with them. But they can't seem to feel God beyond that knowledge. Or feel the presence of God. And that is why I feel it is necessary for us to discuss activating spiritual atmospheres. Where you are walking and though you cannot see him, you still know. Because you you can feel it somewhere on your inside that God is with me. Where you are driving in your car and somehow the entire car is saturated by the presence of God. And when somebody sits in the car, they know that there's something going on in this car. I've had many people sit in my car, they couldn't utter one word till they got down. Because there's something. How many of you have been in my car before? Activating spiritual atmospheres. So somebody asked me, said, ah, Apostle, why? So I'm answering these two questions that people have been asking me. Why, number one, why is it that when you are ministering and you are prophesying, you don't talk about the evil thing that people are doing? Why? You don't talk about They are doing things. Why don't you talk about it? Has, has that question ever dropped in your mind before? So when will he talk about those things? The other day, a woman was caught in adultery. And men came and they wanted to stone her. Jesus bows down on the ground. And is writing as if he hasn't even noticed what is happening. And Jesus says, He that is without sin should do what? Cast the first stone. What happens? One after the other, they drop their stones and leave. 
we are in a world where people are carrying stones looking for people to stone with. I will not hand you over an ammunition to stone God's people. Did you understand? And that is why when Jesus met the Samaritan woman, when it was one-on-one, when people were not around, then Jesus said, the man you are living with is not even your husband. You have already married five people. They are all not around. And even this one is not your husband. There was not a congregation there. There was no audience there. It was just one-on-one and he pointed it out because the purpose of such prophecy is to bring a person closer to God and not to ridicule a person and make a person feel that we are disgracing them. It is, thank be to God, I've done this for too long, that I don't care about your emotions and how there are many people who are still doing this because they want people to know that day to day day. I don't care about, about your appellations. I am looking forward to the day that when we appear in his majesty, you say, thou good and faithful servant. Well done. There is no other, other congratulations better than that one. And so whenever I, there are many people seated here right now who have had encounters with me one-on-one where I speak in those dimensions and I talk about those things. But don't think that when we gather like this, I am going to give you a stone to stone somebody with. It will never happen. Are you with me right now? Number two, they ask, why is it that you don't talk about demons? And now, and who whom you ask, they are who demons, now, now. Because obi to me flow, you are so full. Me, who whom you ask, me, what I've been for seventeen. Now I've been seventeen. Now me, who am I? No more kuku. Now I'm with Shaw. Do you be as if you are ten, 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 Listen, the point is whatever you are a product of what you feed on. What did I say? What you feed on is what makes you. And if your whole worldview and mindset is fixated on demons, you become a product of demon, demonic incubation. And, and if God is showing or talking about demonic activity in your life, to what end? Is just God, is God just excited to tell you that demons are harass, harassing you? No. It is because he's showing you that in the midst of that, there is victory coming. I'd rather focus on the victory at the end of the day. Keep your focus on the, on the ultimate goal of coming through victorious than keeping you thinking and dreaming about the demons that are harassing you. What are you talking about? Activating spiritual atmosphere. There is more to God and more to the world and more to life than your eyes can see. And you need to have a hunger and a desire for more of God like never before. That is why any Christian that doesn't have a hunger for God 
and a thirst for God is sick. Your Christianity is suffering from Kwashioko. But there are times and there are seasons where it feels like you don't feel anything. Have you been there before? I'm going to share a few things with you. Maybe some of them I'll find scriptures for. Some of them I'll find experience for. I'll read this one first. Psalm 145, 18 and 19. Psalm 145, 18 and 19. Hey. Psalm 145. Whilst he's looking for the scripture, in the next one minute, begin to pray in the language of the spirit, wherever you are. Come on, lift up your voice. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. We are activating the atmosphere, the spiritual atmosphere of us. Come on now, come on now, come on now. As you are seated now, you want to begin to pray. Malevra zoli bahados, di kalibades, madila dada basha le barada bos, ragada ba zolele bos, hey, di barada bara baba, shandelele bros, kalimados, dada bos, ekabara baba. If you are praying in the language of your understanding, your prayer is Holy Spirit, brood over me. That's all you are saying. Holy Spirit, brood over me. Take control of my being. Take control of my being. Malabra solibade zadadabos yadadaba shadabra zalibadabo zibaradaba hey kabododo shadada le kabarababa labra solaba le kabarababo shada mandabo zibarababo shade i kabarababo shadadadadabos. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Also, we read. The book of Psalm 145, yes. Yes. 18. Yes, sir. The Lord is nigh unto all of them that call upon him. The Lord is nigh or near. Near unto them that call upon him. To all that call upon him in truth. To all that call upon him in truth. 19. Yeah. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. Mm. He will also hear their cry mm. and will save them. And he will save them. This is... It says, The Lord is near to them that call him. Then scripture defines the kind of calling. It says, those that call him in truth. You remember the New Testament says that, the Lord is desirous and he's looking for those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. Because we are in a generation where people like to do things for applause. And people like to do things to tick a box. And people like to do things so that they can be viewed positively by others. There are many people whose only reason for going to church is so that people will also know that they too, they go to church. There are many people whose only reason for engaging in what they call quiet time is so that they will not feel guilty that they didn't read the Bible. But the Lord is looking 
for a people who are hungry beyond their nominal and normal activities who are actually looking for him in truth I, I feel like teaching something more. then it says after that he is close to them he will now answer them and he will hear their cry there is a certain process that brings a man to the place where the Lord is attentive to his needs attentive to his cries and is ready to act on his request hallelujah the first thing you need to develop is a shadow somebody say a shadow now I am not talking about quiet time because too many people are too quiet during quiet time the whole place is so quiet I don't know if the name is having an impact or influence on people that is so quiet five minutes of quietness and we are done with quiet time there is a place in God reserved for those who have built an altar where they run to and meet God build a shadow the other day Jesus told his disciples so could you not wait with me for even one hour Jesus so he was telling his disciples why did Jesus talk about one hour why is there something about that time that he felt that if you couldn't do anything at least one hour he said you couldn't wait with me for one hour even Jesus had a schedule in his mind that he expected his disciples to wait with him for are you with me now it shouldn't be possible for you to go a day without de- de- having a part of your day dedicated to God that part of your day is just dedicated to God and nothing else that part of your day is where you are just going to God in prayer in supplication in worship you just want to have that whole time it's just for you and your God the same way when your beloved hasn't called you in a while you call them and say haven't you missed me so are you there at all why haven't you called me oh have you been there before Imagine being in a relationship where the person hasn't called you for one week. One week ago. You are, you are alone. It is not a relationship. It's a single thing. You begin to ask questions. Ah, why? Some of you, even if it's one whole day. If I go one day without calling my wife, she will call her. So you will call me. So you check up on me. Hallelujah. Now imagine having a shadow where every day you dedicate a time just for you and your God. This time is just for God. 
where you are praying. Listen, there is a dimension in God where your prayer changes for give me to use me. If you are still at the place where all your prayer is give me, you need to grow. I'm talking to somebody now. If all your prayer now is give me, give me, you are at a point where you need to grow up and come to the place where you are, you are asking for him to fill you up. You are asking for him to use you more. You are asking for him to, to impart himself into you. Because I keep telling you, there are questions in this world that it will only take the people who are anointed and graced by the Lord to answer those questions. What is your schedule? In the Old Testament days, they built altars where they came to encounter God. They came to have fellowship with God. We don't need to go and build an altar because Jesus has already given us that access. But we need that shadow and we need to come to that place where we appropriate the access Jesus has given us through the cross and make use of that route and have encounters with God. It is in the midst of the shadow that you can experience spiritual spontaneity or where the spirit of the living God does things sporadically for you because once you set the shadow you have set timelines and you are doing this and suddenly the spirit of God enters into your shadow breaks protocol pulls you out of it and says today I want to do something beyond that shadow but here you are there is no shadow there is nothing there is no room you have not made room to host the king of kings and the lord of lords when a president is coming, there is a way you host him. If I, even me, decide that I want to visit you, there are protocols you will put in place to have me and host me in your house. How much more the king of kings that you want to have an encounter with? You need to come to the place where you, through those shadows and through being in his presence for so long, understand what it takes to host the king of glory. Ask, ask somebody, what is your shadow for God? Where is, have you created a shadow for the Lord? If you are too busy eh, to allocate time in your life for God, you are too busy. You are, you are just too busy. If you can't make time to encounter the Lord, because some trust in horses, some trust in chariots. You and I, we can't go and trust a horse. Some trust in beads. Some trust in cola nuts. Some trust in some holy water and some salt and some things they have been given. Some trust in all manner of things. Some go to places where you can't even speak of. Some bat at the seashore. Some sacrifice things. If you cannot do those things, and yet you cannot have encounters with your God. Where do you stand? Where do you stand at all? Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Number two. In building that shadow, you've got to have what we call consistency. You've got to be consistent with God. Because they... That diligently seeking are they that we receive their rewards. 
diligently seek him. Consistently pursue him. Relentless pursuance of his glory. There are so many ordinary Christians. So many ordinary pastors. So many ordinary prophets. Would you be ordinary too? So many ordinary bankers. Would you be ordinary too? The consistency with which you spend time with God is what sharpens your discernment about spiritual things. When your discernment is slacking, we can clearly conclude that this is somebody who doesn't spend time with God. Because discernment sharpens your skills in the spirit and causes you to pick signals that others cannot pick and see things that others cannot see. The Lord ministers and speaks to people every day of the week. And I'm not talking about um, just the means or the, the ways by which prophets see and speak. I'm talking about in your daily life. You're going to sit in a car. You just hear, don't sit in it. You don't sit on your way. You see the car has had an accident. Have you heard those stories before? It was God ministering to you. But the, your ability to receive the signals is not dependent on God because God is constant. Your ability to perceive and receive the signals is all dependent on you. And so consistently pursuing him relentlessly is what sharpens your discernment and your sensitivities in the spirit realm. You can come and kneel down and let me put my legs and my hands and my chest on you all day long. And you will still go home just a dirty person because maybe my feet has made you dirty. Even if there is an impartation and a transfer, every impartation has to be cultivated. Every impartation must receive cultivation. Otherwise, it dies or stays the same way it was. Yeah. I feel like I'm teaching something. Every impartation. When we lay our hands, we just drop a seed into your spirit, man. And if it, does, it is not cultivated and harnessed, it, is, it will stay there. It will not grow by itself. There is a grace on your inside that can only be increased by you consistently remaining in God and in His presence. The reason many of you, when you come to church, the only part you're excited about is the dancing part and not the worship part is because there's a problem somewhere. Yeah. When I was in secondary school, the part of church that people liked was the praises part. Ah. You see the one logo, logo line from the house. Normally, but uh, cloth now, they have not washed their cloth in months. Almost some we switch in the atmosphere to master. I saw Japan. Look at someone say consistency. Pursue him consistently. What that means is whether I, I, I meet him today or not, I'm still I'm still looking for him. I'm still pushing for him. I'm so I'm still going hard after him. 
I am relentless. I am not taking no for an answer. I want to meet him. I want to encounter him. Men are defined by the encounters they experience. It is the encounters that men experience in life that defines who they are. Hallelujah. That encounter of Jesus in Jordan, where the heavens opened, is what defined who he was. This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. It defined who he was, because up until that time, we really didn't know who he was. Up until that time, it was John the Baptist's verdict or version of who he was. He was just proclaiming, this is a lamp of God that taketh away the sins of the world. And everybody was observing and watching. Till heaven validated who he was through that encounter in Jordan. Consistency. When, when you build your, the discernment, there are places when you get to. The thing that happened to people cannot happen to you. You didn't hear me, Do you know that there are people who dabble in the occultic and do all manner of shady things? They will fire things at you and throw things that to kill you. But sometimes, even without praying about it, just because of your standing with the Lord, these things can't get you. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said these things will pass you by. Hallelujah. That is why, don't be bothered so much sometimes about the occurrences in your family about the cycles in your family be more concerned about where you stand in that cycle because I see the Lord making many of us spectators to cycles they will never come near our dwelling oh you didn't hear me I said they will never come near our dwelling we will be different and we will stand out among those cycles because we have pursued him he says that and you will seek me and you will find me. Uh, how do you find what you haven't sought? You are looking for car. You will find car but after that what next? There is something you should be desiring more far above cars. Because after you have had some encounter with the Lord it will change something about your life. There are some encounters you have with the Lord Moses had an encounter with God on the mountain. He was never the same again. Up until that encounter, he was a murderer and a runaway uh, man. That people were looking, this guy, where did he come from? Just one encounter, he came down and they saw the glory and the Bible says they were afraid of him. From today, in this atmosphere, a certain glory is falling on you that men will be afraid of who you are and what you carry. Oh, the four people who said amen, let it be so, let it be so, let it be so, let it be so. In being consistent, establish a strong prayer and worship atmosphere. Number three, establish a strong prayer and worship atmosphere. You are establishing a strong prayer and worship. That is why I said this is beyond quiet time. A strong prayer and worship atmosphere. 
Worship is beyond how nice your voice is. Oh. My, my voice is not nice. You think if God's definition was simply a definition of worship was simply about the niceness of, of voices, he would even need to create men. Because the host of heaven have been worshipping him day and night already and ministering to him. So what does he need your sweet voice for anyway? There is a dimension of worship that goes beyond the sweetness of a man's voice. It is a translation of your inner reverence for him that moves from your spirit man to who he is and his spirit. And so worship goes beyond niceness of voice. It is from in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. Create an atmosphere of prayer and worship. When you, are, when you have done your shadow and you are being consistent, create that atmosphere. There is nobody who has encountered God that has moved and has not been transformed by that encounter. There's nobody that has encountered God without a change in the person. And so when you create that atmosphere, the atmosphere goes with you wherever you go. Yeah. By the grace of the Lord, we have been to certain places to minister and when they put their car on, the whole atmosphere is some way. Because microphone is here, keyboard is there, uh, feedback, ping, 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 all over the place. And, and there's heaviness in the atmosphere. And they will introduce us in the midst of the heaviness and give us a microphone. And by God's grace, by the time we step foot on the altar, suddenly there is a shifting in the atmosphere. Suddenly, the same place where there was heaviness, the atmosphere has shifted because it goes beyond just keyboard and sound. It is a presence. And I keep telling my people, we carry our own presence to the place. We don't know what you are doing there. It may be good, it may be bad. But we are carrying our own atmosphere and our own presence. And we infuse that presence wherever we step foot. We went to preach somewhere the other day. I was supposed to do two services. First service, morning, Sunday morning, and second service. First service was from, I think, 7 to 9. Second service, who did I go with? I went with, yeah, I went with you. Second service was from, I think, 10 to 12, thereabouts. They gave us the microphone around 8. And many of you know me, I try as much as possible to be a man that, that adheres to time. I'm quite timely most of the time. When they gave us the microphone, couldn't preach you. Within five minutes, the whole place had changed. People were screaming from their seats. How do you preach? We haven't laid hands. We haven't poured oil. We haven't anointed feet. We haven't, we haven't pushed anybody. We haven't touched. So, say, so you say we are pushed. And just, just standing there, we checked the time and suddenly it was nine. Ask him. I was looking for somebody to give the mic to because time has so. The pastor was on the floor somewhere crying. The wife was lying under a chair somewhere. The elders were everybody. We couldn't close church. So we had to continue to about 11. First service. Oh. No preaching. Oh. 11 o'clock. Then the, the service ended. Second service. And we have done a prolonged service. 
that ministry was never the same again after that one encounter. Create. Listen, create an atmosphere in your home. Husbands, wives, single people in your home. Create an atmosphere of worship and prayer. Am I talking to somebody right now? There are certain sicknesses in your body. Atmo the atmosphere will melt the sickness without anybody laying hands. Many of you are looking too much for people to come and solve the problem. Where the one who has the key and, and has the answers to the, to the solution is already with you. He's just looking for you to come boldly to the throne room of grace. Create that atmosphere where he broods over you. There are some of you, there are some encounters that if you have, you can't go to work. Tofu, it will be 8 o'clock and you are still lying on your bed crying. 8 a.m., you are still crying. There are meetings you have gone to, they have to carry people home. Yeah. Hallelujah. One of the things I told the Lord many years ago, I said, God, I don't want to, there's a lot of doubt in my generation. I don't want to have to lay hands on anybody for healing. I don't want to have to lay hands on anybody for them to fall under the anointing. Just in the atmosphere, do what you will do. Many people are here who have received healing without me touching them. Oh, can I get an amen? Many people have fallen under the anointing without me touching anybody. Because we have created an atmosphere in this place. Even those who don't believe in God, when they enter Grace Temple, they can't deny that God is in this place. You enter people's homes and it is an atmosphere of bitterness and quarrel. What atmosphere is in your home right now? I'm gonna just sing it from your heart. Zephaniah 3.17 So I can move to the point number four. Zephaniah 3.17 ah. 
The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save, he will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. One more time. Zephaniah 3, 17. Yeah. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee The is Lord thy God. Where? Where? In our midst. Where? In our midst. The Lord thy God in our midst. And then he starts defining who is, he is. Is mighty. He's mighty. He will save. Watch it. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rejoice over thee with joy. Wait. The Lord our God in our midst. Then he says he's mighty. What is sickness in your midst to a God in your midst who is mighty? What is pain in your midst to a God in your midst who is mighty? The Lord our God in our midst is mighty. Then he says he will save you. The two cannot cohabit. One must overtake the other. One must overcome the other. But there has to be an activation of in our midst. Because as I, like I told you, God is everywhere. He's in the nightclub. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. But there's a dimension of him that you experience in the secret place. Yeah. The dimension of him that is accessible in the secret place. They that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow. There is an abiding grace that falls on men in the secret place. Abide means that to be established. There are visitors to the secret place, but there are those that abide in the secret place. Visitors are Sunday churchcomers who feel that today church was sweet. But there are people who abide in the same atmosphere from Monday to Friday. To Saturday and Sunday, they are back. They were already carrying that atmosphere from the house till they came to church. Look, this morning I want you. I want you to hunger for more of God. Eh? Number four. In in pursuing God, put distractions aside. Put distractions aside. Deuteronomy 4.29 Put distractions. There are things that will distract you. Whilst you have done your shadow, you have done all these things. There are things that will distract you. Yeah. for kind. Deuteronomy 4.29 Father to son Spirit to spirit, lighted by your word. And with your life, that's how I come alive. That's how I change my world. Father to son, come on now. Father to child. Spirit to spirit, lighted by your word. And with your bread of life, that's how I come alive. 
That's how I change my world. Breathe your name. Just breathe your name upon me. Just breathe your name upon me. God hear what hear. God hear what is your name. Just breathe your name upon me, breathe. Just breathe. Just breathe your name upon me, breathe. Thank you, Lord. Your name is your name, breathe, Lord. Just breathe your name upon me, breathe on me. Breathe on me, yeah. Holy Ghost power. Breathe on me, yesterday, yesterday's gone. Thank you, Lord. Today, I'm in And with all thy soul. It says, if from then thou shalt seek him, thou shalt seek him, thou shalt find him, if thou seek him with all thine heart and with all thy soul. When you are seeking him and you are pursuing him, you put distractions aside. Hallelujah. You're doing quiet time. Every, in fact, you're using the same phone for quiet time. The same phone that you get the WhatsApp alert on. It's the same that we are reading. Um, it says, be courageous and be of good cheer. Hey, matter anyone here, the text message just dropped. And your mind has just left. You put distractions aside. There are many times I just get lost. Sometimes, my, my most powerful sessions are in my car when I'm driving alone. When I'm alone, I'm in transit. Sometimes those are my most powerful moments. You need to learn to delete distractions from you, from your pursuit of God. The little, little things that distract you when you have created that place, that atmosphere, that altar, that shadow, you are being consistent. Consistently remove distractions. 
Because he said, if you will find me if you seek with all. Part of your soul can be, can be following trends. This week, you see by But what is the state of your altar, the state of your relationship with God? Distractions must be removed. There are certain people, if they call you, if you don't pick, you won't die. When you are praying, if, if you don't pick, you won't die. Will you die? You won't die. You are praying, but every two minutes, you respond to call. Are you an adult? Is the economy hinged on your decisions? Yeah. If food is a distraction, delete it. And I suffer. Yeah. If food is a distraction, you can't be controlled by food. Anything that has control over you has control over your future and where you're going. Yeah. They can use food to make or unmake you if you don't have control over food. As for me, I like food. Everybody knows I like food. Master, But don't be controlled by food. Bible says, they say to you, eat, but their hearts are not with you. And no cry Bible. And you'll be able to call lunch. Learn to delete distractions in your secret place. Let me tell you one truth. When you start growing in the mysteries of God and your spiritual atmosphere is activated and you are working with the Lord, people will say, oh, you're too known. People will say, Nancy, oh, you're too known. Because the conversations they used to have, they can't have anymore. The things they used to casually say around you, they can't say anymore. They can't come into your, into your space with the same disrespect they used to come with, you know, into. Hallelujah. People have told me I'm too known for a long time. And every time they tell me, I take it as a compliment. It's working. There's a reason why it is difficult for some of you to come and talk to me. It's not that you're a witch, oh. There's nothing wrong with you. There's something in this place, in this space. There's heaviness in this place, awful. Yeah. Delete distractions. A video game is your distraction to delete it. Don't give access to anything in your life that you cannot let go.
What did I say? There should never be anything in your life that you are so attached to, you can't let go. Many times, those are the things God wants when he's taking you deeper. He's coming for those things. He's coming for the Isaacs. Give me your Isaac now. Why she share na cha 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 and so forth. Why she share cha? Ya share na home come. Ya share bo sa ubenya Isaac o Isaac o Isaac. Wa kwa ye jang wa fa junction kwa kwa ye Ishmael. And so na nyon no. A kwa Isaac ya baby ya mesi ya no na mepe. Because the Lord, if He's taking you deeper and higher. He needs to make you addicted to only him and so he will break away anything that will stand between the two of you. And if you're not, that's why many people are where they are because there are things they have held on to, they are not ready to let it go. Number five, finally, number five. There are many more, we'll be continuing, but for today, number five. Don't be in a hurry when you're in the presence of God. Don't be in a hurry. I didn't say don't be in a hurry when you are in church. I said when you are in the presence of God. Because you don't have to come to church to be in the presence of God. Are you with me now? Yeah. You can be in the presence of God in your bedroom. The presence of God in your shop. The presence of God in your car. The presence of God in... in, But don't be in a hurry. There are many people when we go and say what we want and then we go. God, give me this, give me that, give me this. Amen. Then we are gone. How does that become a prayer which is communication? That is a speech. You want to say your own. You didn't wait to hear his own. Hallelujah. Because he will speak one way or the other. You may open a scripture and that is him speaking to you. You may go and dream a dream and that is him speaking to you. Either ways, don't be in a hurry when you have an opportunity to be in the presence of God. My people will tell you there are times you go and pray. We'll be in the uh, friends, uh, miracle center. Miracle center. And we are just lying down. People are passing, they think we are madmen. I remember one day I was there praying recently and I met one. Um, I think he's your, 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 your mate, Franklin. One of your mates from school. He was also coming to pray. And he met me there. He was shocked that like a whole me, I have come to the bush to pray. So you are not serious. What do you mean by a whole me? In the bush, no. That is where we are made. This is where you see the product of the bush encounters. What do you think? You, you think that the mountain that Moses went when he had air condition there. And for me, I, I, I always long to go back to that place because there are things that have happened there that I've never recovered from. So I always like to go back in the bush. I didn't say go and pray in the bush. Don't misunderstand the message. Don't turn it into a doctrine that Papa said we should be going to the bush. I didn't say that. If your bedroom is that place, when you go there, don't be in a hurry. Relax. Take your time. Take your time. You have come to meet God. Now, you, you know, if Nanado comes to visit you right now, do you know that if you are even busy and you, are, you, are, you want to do something, you will be afraid to tell him to go away. You want to, you are, you want to do something. You will be sitting down quietly till he tells you, okay, I want to go. Then you say in your head, finally. But you can't then then say, Nanonim, also, 
Yeah, you say that. Because it is the privilege of the lesser to be visited by the greater. And so when God relax, don't be in a hurry. There are many times when he comes like that and that visitation takes place. He's working on your inside. He's working you from the inside out. It's like somebody on a hospital bed. They are performing surgery. You can't go like that. Or as soon as a, a woman wants to give birth, as soon as they cut and they take out the baby, it's okay. Your baby will come out, but your, your, your intestines will follow. And that is why people have breakthroughs and their life goes down. Because many of them, after that encounter, they don't wait for the processes that come afterwards. You see, you can copy, you can admire people's products. You can copy people's inputs. But you can't copy processes. If you see a man going where you want to go or standing where you aspire to, you can admire it. If you see that same man making certain decisions, maybe he's praying, maybe he's sowing a seed, maybe he's doing this, he's taking care of the needy, you can copy those things. But you can never copy the processes that he passed through to take him there. Because processes are individualistic. They are unique to who you are. Are you with me now? And these processes are born out of your personal encounters with the Lord. And that is why as much as you can admire a product and, and copy inputs, you can never copy the processes of men. Your encounter will be different. Your process will be different. So, Apostle said, um, the first time he saw, he was sitting in a taxi. From today, I'm going to sit in a taxi every day. It's an error. Because you are, you, are, you are permitted to admire the product, which is the prophecy you are seeing. You are permitted to pray if you see that I am praying. But you are not permitted to copy me sitting in a taxi and having that encounter. That is personal and maybe you will be basting and the Lord will open your eyes. That is the error of many young people in the Christian faith today. We, are, we, are, we copy so much, we are copying process. Yeah? And for you not to be a victim of process copying, you need to relax in his presence. In that encounter. In that place of encounter. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a haste. It is a fast, fast food generation. I remember those days. The phone that we used to use, when you click Google, you can leave the phone down, go and run errands for your mom, dad, go to the bank, come back, and you come and meet 50%. Today, if you press, and in the next two seconds, it hasn't opened, you start bashing the network. Because we want everything quick, fast. The same mindset we want to carry into everything. Want to marry, fast. Divorce, fast. Children, fast. Everything is awful, fast. When we pray, quiet time, fast. Anointing, fast. Church growth, fast. But when it comes to having encounters, it is not your call, it is God's call. He decides when he comes, when he visits, 
And so you must be patient and wait on him. Those that diligently seek him. Diligently. How long had Samuel been serving in Eli's house before God decided to talk? How long? They gave birth to him and they dropped him in the temple. He grew up in the temple. When Hophni and Phineas were misbehaving, it's in the temple. When, when they were enjoying post, he was in the temple. When they were stealing meat from the altar, he was in the temple. He was serving up and down, up and down all those years. Where was God? Quietly watching. Quietly observing. When he got ready to have an encounter, he saw Eli, the, high, the priest, bypassed him. He saw the sons of Eli bypass them. Then he went and spoke to Samuel. The time for encounter had come. If the day before, someone had said, I have been in this temple for so long, he would have missed it. So you will learn to be patient in the presence of the Lord. I want us to pray this prayer. Simple prayer. We are activating the spiritual atmosphere over our lives. Even your enemies cannot deny that there is something on your life. There is something chasing you. There is something with you. Lift up your voice. You want to pray. Manifest presence of God should go with you everywhere. Kabaradaba suriyaha. Kebo shatalabadosa. Kegaro saliadita nadabosha. Thank you for listening to the Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. For more of these messages, please subscribe to his podcast and SoundCloud. It's Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. To interact with him, like his page on Facebook, follow him on Twitter at Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr.